Okay, so that's one. We saw another one earlier, uh, and not all of them had the blue face. What's it gonna be? Hmm, blue face? <laughs> blue face like the Cree? I mean, it's a sin to cover any part of Jonathan Major's face, right? Like this guy, he expresses with all 147 muscles of a smile. He can he can isolate them and move them in specific. I'm giving this guy a lot of credit. You I, are. I don't really know. And he's beautiful, that. and it's okay. You just check it out. You just want to check out his face, man. I don't blame you. It's a handsome man. I mean, right? Is it is it um is it shameless of me to say I just want to do a breakdown of Jonathan Major's face in every second of screen time he's been on, just you know, for the acting, for science, for academic reasons, purely. That's it. Yeah. As long as it's not for looks, because that's for me. I was gonna ask you if I could, but go for it. <laughs> if it's a sexualizing Jonathan Majors breakdown, I'm the only one allowed to do it. But you guys can do right. his acting parts. It's true, it's uh -huh. in our contract. Welcome back to New Rockstars. How many Kangs will be in Quantumania? Is it just one of them? Are there variants all warring against each other in the Quantum Realm? Is it one Kang looking for excuses to run off to the bathroom for a few minutes until he who looks like an old English nanny runs back past us cursing? Welcome back to the Kang Gang! Kang Gang! Mm. This... <laughs> Kang Gang! <Man laughs> sip, Jessica! <laughs> I was drinking my smoothie. You don't want to be part of the Kang Gang, Jess? Wow. No, I so do. Rude. The smoothie comes first, and then Kang Gang comes second. Kang Gang, okay. Smoothie, then Kang. Okay, all right. I right. see the other part. You, could, you guys couldn't hear it, but the sloshing of the smoothie inside the cup made the sound of Kang I got my Starbucks, so I'm not as fancy. This is the Inside Marvel New Rockstars Weekly Marvel Reaction Show. I'm Eric Voss. With me today is MT and Jessica Clements. Hello, friends. Hi. Eric, I am ready for the Kang Wars. I am ready to see Kang slap another Kang slap another Kang. It, it needs to happen. Uh, just like a, a Kang chain reaction of just slaps going it's across the Kang the bang. Realm. It's the Kang Bang of prophecy. It's, it's gonna come. The great Kang Bang. <laughs> We're in an interesting spot this week on Inside Marvel, everybody watching. Uh, Jess and I have had the luxury of seeing uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever, but MT, MT is taking the true fan approach and seeing it opening night. So we don't want to spoil anything for him tonight. We don't want to spoil anything for any of you. We're not going to be talking about Wakanda forever yet. We'll talk about it all next week once everyone's seen it, and then we'll all touch base then. Uh, but today, there's uh, just so many questions we still have from Quantumania. Um, and at the top of that list is how many Kangs? are in this movie. Now, I wanna ask both of you, just from the get-go, when you first watched this trailer, was your initial gut reaction to this, initial impression, was that we we're seeing one Kang or multiple Kangs? I thought we were seeing one, but then Brandon on the break room was like, I think it's multiple, so it had me second-guessing myself, but I still think, and I'm planting my foot, that it's one, that it is just one. Now, starting yeah. now, starting now. Starting now. What about no. you, MT? I definitely feel like we're going to see more than one Kang because like the Loki finale sort of like sort of teed us up for multiple Kangs and like sort of that expectation is there. So I think that largely in the movie, we're probably going to deal with this main Kang, but like maybe like he wants Scott to steal from another Kang because they are in a war um, mm -hmm. or we could see maybe this Kang is like, hey, we're all going to war uh, with each other, but like this is like the starting point. So like there, he's like starting an army of Kang. It's like, we're going to start to kill each other, but this is the starting point. So like that army shot we see in the trailer, maybe it's like, all right, on your marks, get set, go. <laughs> Conquer as much as you can and only one of us can win. <laughs> 
that's the beginning of the Wild and Crazy Kids uh, episodes where all the different teams all scramble and run past each other, run at the camera. And exactly. Is that a different generation? I'm sorry. Is that old man Voss uh, hobbling in here and being, back in the 90s, we had Nickelodeon <laughs> shows called Wild and Crazy Kids. I was going towards Rat Race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is still kind <laughs> of cool. I love Rat Race. It's a good movie. It was, That's a great it movie. It is a fun movie. So, yeah, my assumption has been that there is only one Kang in this movie. And in some shots, he has no headgear. Other times, he is wearing that helmet that extends a blue face shield over his face to protect himself. Similar to that tech that the Guardians of the Galaxy use. You know, that faint blue translucent layer that goes over the face and the whole body to keep them oxygenated and pressurized whenever they're in space. Not Yondu. Not Yondu. Y- y- Yondu gave that to Peter Quill. And we'll never... He should have we'll sprung for the sale. He should have sprung for the sale. He could have got one more. Oh, he's like, you know Gotta have a backup. He looked at the, the backup on his way out and said, I don't need it. No. <laughs> Just left right. and he never came back. He's leave it. Um, and, you know, if they are doing this for Kang, like if normally he's going to look like Jonathan Majors with the scars, but then just like extends a helmet over his face. I just like this idea of using the like technology to explain Kang's blue appearance from the comics. Like they keep Jonathan Majors looking like himself, just as he did in Loki. As we said at the beginning, we don't want to put anything on that face if we can help it. Just like let the man, let the man act. Right. I mean, like, but in the comics, the his blue face was because of the suit as well. So like, that's right. That's accurate. right. It was blue. It's just you you rarely ever see him without it. It's like constantly right, right. on him. Uh, but right. like allowing the actor to just kind of retract it and and do his acting. That's what we like. That's what we want. And as MT said, that's cluest. That's truest to the comics. Um, but, and I think, you know, as we all went to the Loki finale, we're like, well, is he going to be blue? And they kind of did a similar face with Jonathan Majors when those elevator doors first opened. He walked into some blue light, so they were able to play both sides of it, I think. Um, mm. But one thing we should note from this Quantumania trailer is we do see Kang's face three times in the trailer. The uh, one is really easy to see if you watch the IMAX version of the trailer. It's at one minute, 36 seconds. And to me, this is the most important angle we see of him because you can actually see Kang's face is in a different light and it looks blue, like that helmet is on. But as he lowers into frame, you can see the curves of Jonathan Major's face, his cheek, his nose. If he had a face shield cover like he does in the other shot where he's wearing it, I don't know if it would be that thin or mm-hmm. at least thin enough to match the Guardian. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy one is kind of a bubbly layer over you. It's not like perfectly contoured to your silhouette. Uh, this is perfectly contoured to the silhouette, so it's probably not the same exact technology. Or it, this might just be a, a different gang with like a different kind of suit. Um Maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe it's just like unfinished VFX. I don't know. Personally, I just think Quantumania is too soon for multiple Kangs in a single movie. Um, Not to say they won't do it. Um, They're just going to have to make some interesting choices to make it different from the other times we've seen multiple variants on screen the same time currently in in the MCU. And we're going to see a lot more of that. We've already seen multiple Peters, multiple Lokis, multiple Doctor Stranges in a scene together. Uh, We're probably going to see multiple Reed Richards in a scene together. So to make Kang distinct... My thought is maybe do one at a time in each TV show or movie and let Jonathan mm-hmm. Majors completely take over that story. Okay. But I think just for the sake of the argument here, let's let's like explore this thought experiment. For what reason might there be multiple Kangs in the quantum realm? Could this be another void scenario where multiple Kangs have been banished into exile and they all kind of have rivalries? Could every Pythian foot, foot soldier that we see in Kang's fleet and his army, could each of them be a Kang variant and there's some kind of crazy hierarchy among Kangs that we don't know about? I definitely think that there is a possibility for multiple Kangs to be in the quantum realm because of what we we learned from um, He Who Remains in the Loki finale, 
Um, he's just like, he, we learned that the TVA exists to keep Kangs from coming up. And I think that at the quantum level, um, there could be like some remnants of that Kang war trapped in the quantum realm and, and, and unable to escape and enter the timeline. Um, and he kept them there because like, that's their prison. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to kill you. You just, I want someone to know that I won. Cause if no one knows that I won, then like, what's the point? Um, so yeah, so he keeps them there and like, he traps them there. I think a huge part of Kang's goal could be like escaping the quantum realm and like getting that technology to grow and to be human sized and to actually conquer. Um, I think that like, maybe that's what he wants God to get. He's like, Hey, maybe like, I just, I just don't know. I don't have that technology that you have to, to get big. So like, please get me the get big sauce. I need to get big sauce for my machine. I like that. I was thinking I, I like the ending um, more so. And that's what I also originally thought and still think is that he just needs the pieces to get out of there. But I do. Right. I like the idea of if the TVA was this like situation to be like, we're protecting you from different variations of myself. One of the dimensions was the quantum realm sending this one there and specifically this one, because this one can't get out. It's really hard for this one to get out. So I want to believe that there's only one there because I don't think a million Kangs could be in there and not fight for power, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like it would just be turmoil. And from what we've seen in the trailer, it doesn't look like it's too much of like, it could be like different, uh, uh, is it fat factions? It could, it could be something similar to that, but like the scene where we see Bill Murray, I'm like, yeah, this utopia doesn't look too disorganized. So I think there is just only one Kang cause three Kangs at all could probably tear that place up. So that's my theory. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. I, I, as I was like kind of following this thought train long off the cliff, I've been thinking a lot about uh, trying to reconcile the differences between the quantum realm and wherever the TVA is. So the TVA in the comics is in the null time zone. We don't know if the TVA in um, the MCU is in the null time zone, but one thing we know about the TVA from Loki is that time basically stands still there. We have uh, the, the void, the headquarters of the TVA, we have wherever the Citadel is, they're all part of this timeless uh, realm. Like uh, no one ages in the void. Uh, none of the chrono monitors age. They all just kind of stay frozen in time. The key difference between that and the quantum realm is people still age in the quantum realm. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer aged for the decade she was there. Scott Lang did not because he went into a separate time vortex. It's a separate thing from the normal quantum realm. Whereas if Scott just stayed there in the quantum realm for five years, he would have aged for five years. He just floated into a vortex. So. Um, so I think that might that might tell us a lot. Like maybe he remains constructed the the void in a specific way, so that when he banishes things there, they um, they continue to just stay frozen in time, no problem. But you can't put a Kang down in the void because if they have time, then they can like use that. Uh, they can uh, if they could just stay there forever and ever and ever, then eventually they're going to find a way to break out of it. So he needs to put them in a place that is separate from the rest of the world. Uh, a place without like the kind of technology that you can use to like build time travel or multiverse technology, but you'll, you're eventually going to age in the quantum realm. So if you send Kangs down there, they're going to grow older. They're going to get 80, 90, 100, 120 years old. And eventually they're going to die of old age. Uh, their bodies are going to give out. So maybe that's why the quantum realm is built the way it is. Maybe that was a specific prison, like a solitary confinement uh, section of a prison uh, to send Kang variants to. Uh, that's like, like where that. Elias sent them after mm. he devoured them. I don't know. Maybe that's That'd be really fun. 
I like the idea that what's a prison to Kang's is like an entire world to others. They're like, oh yeah, this is a great place. Or, well, we don't know if it's a great place, but I bet people are like, this is like a nation of people. And then Kang's like, this is a prison. This is awful. Right. And I hate it here. <laughs> sort of like, uh, well, in a, in a different way, but like Agent Smith in The Matrix, he's like, I hate being here. It's all these yeah. people are disgusting. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> I need to be free, and you are the key. My key. <laughs> I did that monologue for a freshman year drama class, thinking that no one would know Ooh. what it was from, and everyone afterwards, they're like, yeah, that's from The Matrix. Like, why didn't you, you pick a play? And I was like, it is a play. It is a play. It's a, it's a, a it started off as a Broadway musical, and then they adapted it for <laughs> film. Right. All right, we have uh, some more uh, things we want to discuss when it comes to the relationship between Quantum Mania Kang and what we're going to see in the side in the Loki side of the multiverse. First, we want to thank Helix Sleep for sponsoring this episode. Whether you spend your nights in our universe or in the quantum realm, one thing remains true. Sleep is important. Here at New Rockstars, we trust Helix to protect our sleep with the best mattresses in the world. I have a Helix mattress, MT. Uh, recently, producer Zach and producer John got Helix mattresses. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique. Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. Even a Helix Plus mattress or plus-size sleepers. MT has a Helix mattress. How do you sleep, MT? I sleep like a baby man. I sleep like I am a rock. And it's all thanks to my Helix mattress. Thank you, Helix. I love you. So just go to helixsleep.com slash inside Marvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside Marvel. We also want to thank Roan for sponsoring this episode. It can be stressful finding the changing clothes for different activities throughout the day. That's why you should check out Roan. The dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your work time to your free time. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. Roan utilizes Gold Fusion anti-odor technology to keep you smelling fresh and clean all day long. More importantly, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. Producer Brandon loves his commuter shirt because he can go from work straight to the theater to catch the show without having to change shirts in between. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash marvel and use promo code marvel to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you go to rhone.com slash marvel and use the code marvel. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Okay, I think a question we should ask is, is the Quantumania Kang the same Kang as the Loki season two mm -hmm. Kang? The, the giant statue Kang that we see at the end of Loki season one. Mm -hmm. Are these different Kangs? Are they the same Kang? What do you, what do you think? I think they got to be different, right? Mm -hmm. Even based off of like looks, because the outfit was different. I need to go back and let me look. Let me well, let me also Google this, the Loki statue, because I I need to see it again. Pull up the pic. <laughs> Let's see the pic. It does look. Ah! It looks very similar to um the suit that he has in the trailer. I think, um, because like it, that's the that's the Kang suit. Oh, that's it like is the, the Kang suit. Comic book accurate Kang. My thinking is it, it would have to mean that uh Loki and Quantumania is like victorious at the end of this movie to set him up to uh, rule over the TVA in season two of Loki, right? Yeah. 
I, I think you said Loki. And I did say the Loki to be victorious. I meant the Kang to be victorious yeah. coming out of Quantumania to set him up to it, rule over the TVA. Not to be that person that's like, I have the image in front of me. <clears throat> but the, okay, so the Kang statue does resemble the Kang from Quantumania, but it doesn't resemble, it doesn't resemble the original, the first Kang we saw. And I know the first Kang we saw was the like domino effect to the other Kangs being released, but I'm like, right. do you think there's just some Kangs that dress the same? <laughs> yeah, they show up to the party. And they're well, like, yeah. God damn well, it. God damn it. They're doing that TikTok trend where their girlfriends buy them the same outfit and they show yeah. up and they're wearing the same outfit. Yeah. I honestly do think that, like, there are multiple kings that do dress the exact same. Because, like, we see that in the comics, that there are multiple kings that look blue and have that same suit um, and have completely different types of lives. So, like, there was a possibility that, like, they, were, they could be. They could be completely different kings here. Yeah. This one also, the statue one technically doesn't have the skull. Technically. Yeah. You, I, but, I would understand also being like, if you're going to make a statue of me, make sure my right. blemishes are taken out. Yeah. <laughs> take out my scar. Take out the scar. No scars on my face, please. Leave, leave the stretch marks, but take off the scar. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to know I'm thick when I die. Now, um, when you when you carve my crush, give me a nice thick yeah, dick. Well, a nice right? thick. I want a big bulge. <laughs> None of that statue of David shit. That that real thing. The real thing. More, 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 more. <laughs> Sir, there's not enough stone. We can't do this anymore. We'll get the stone. Get the Bide stone. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Filthy and That's disgusted with you. Do you think uh, when they carved like Thomas Jefferson or, or Abraham Lincoln for Washington, D.C., DC, their ghosts were just hanging out in there like. <laughs> look at me. Please look at me. <laughs> look at me. You're oh, supposed to be yeah. honest, Abe. He's like, only He's about like, sound there. I am. I am. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think, it, okay, maybe I don't think it is. Maybe I don't think it is. <sighs> but it makes sense that it would be. See, I, I think, like, we need uh, to number our kanks. We need to do, like, the mm. Michael Scott effect of just, like, getting a marker and marking their arms, you know. Like, I think we need to number them or give them nicknames, you know, like, uh, we have with Strange, we kind of Defender Strange. We had uh, yeah. 838 Strange. Like, we can call them Kang Prime or Alpha Kang, and then just kind of work your way down the Greek uh, letters or something like that. Like, I wonder if, like, the one who lords over the TVA, is that going to be Kang Prime? Are we not going to meet Kang Prime till Kang Dynasty, you think? Probably. Mm. That makes sense. It's called Kang Dynasty. That's like the ultimate Kang. <laughs> right. The best Yeah, we've got to meet Kang Prime in the, in the Kang Dynasty. Though, like, I think there, there is a chance that, like, this TVA at the end of Loki could be what this Kang that we're seeing in Quantumania, what he lost. And, like, mm -hmm. what he's trying to reclaim. Because, like, I think that this is a completely separate TVA ruling over a completely separate multiverse. Whether it's the Fox multiverse or whatever Marvel multiverse it is. Whatever. Um, and I think that there, there was a possibility here that this Kang that we're seeing in Ant-Man was like, I got that shit uh, taken away from me and I want it back. And so, like, I just need you your help to 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 get what I want to get that TVA back, and maybe like the TVA being ruled um at the end of Loki is secretly being run by Renslayer, um because we see her leave and um so I don't know. 
do we i know that we don't know what time time is in um in loki but do we know if loki the series is coming out after uh quantumania yeah i think loki yeah. is coming summer 2023 so it could be that subtle little thing that he uh, he addresses a little bit in quantumania of like I was dethroned and I need to go back to my TVA. And then that's where we can mm. pick up where MT's pitch is with Renslayer being in charge of the TVA. It just seems like someone that has a statue in the TVA would have more pull on where they go and are sent and like done, you right. know? Because it's like if Renslayer takes over, great. I would love that. But I'm also like, this man had a statue. It seems like a lot of people kind of worked mm. for him and you guys just kicked him out. Yeah. I think we're going to meet a finite number of Kangs. I think that's the way you do it, right? When you're trying to establish there's like, you know, there's seven evil ex-boyfriends, there's seven horror cruxes mm -hmm. we got to find. Like, to give ourselves a finite number, like, He Who Remains was the exile. He didn't even go by Kang at that point. He was like uh, the weird guardian before you go into the cave of wonders or whatever like <laughs> you don't want to go down this path here trouble <laughs> lies ahead so like he's kind of the mythological like uh weirdo the kind of troll uh before the bridge um on the other side of the bridge there's like seven obstacles right it's i would imagine like name seven kangs like the number seven is kind of the, the largest uh, single digit prime number right is that is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Uh, so that's probably why seven has some kind of significance that we see throughout mythology and religion and fiction and everything. Um, uh, all three of those words mean the same thing. But anywho, <laughs> I think the um, uh, that like num name seven Kangs. And then the first Kang we meet is in Quantumania. The second Kang we meet is in Loki season two. And that leaves like a certain number of Kangs left that they have to foil in in the movie duration of a of Kang Dynasty, but maybe there's like an, an Alpha Kang, a Kang Prime. Like there could be four in Kang Dynasty, leaving one left over who's like, yes, I've got you all together. You're in battle world now, motherfuckers. Fight each other, secret wars. And that's how we end phase six. Uh, that's my thinking. Bro, uh, just give like yourself that. a limited number. I am really hoping that, um, I forget his name, the dude from uh, The Good Place that was just uh, confirmed to be in Quantumania. Oh, William uh, Jackson Harper. Wants to be. Oh yeah. William Jackson Harper. Yes, I am secretly hoping that he is a Kang variant, uh, the Kang variant, Mr. Griffin, who owns uh, Kang Tower in the in the Marvel comics. I would love for him to play Mr. Griffin in some type of Young Avengers project. In the I just future. wanted to be That'd a be Kang really variant fun. so bad. I, as soon as he got casted, everyone was like putting their theories, and I was like, I hope he's just a Kang variant that looks different than the right? other than Jonathan Majors. I would love just I I want them to get to variations where they don't look like him. Like how the Lokis didn't right. look like Tom Hiddleston. So I'm like, yeah, yeah right. I want to see that there is ones that just don't look like him. I, I kind of want to see Keenan Thompson as a Kang. Like <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you a imagine Kenan in Thompson this universe? Kang. And Kang is, uh, has been on <laughs> SNL for like 23 years. And he's just been running <laughs> SNL. He's just running SNL. He got his own show now. That's that's his. He's like, I want to take over SNL. I want to be Lauren Michaels. SNL Kang. That would be so Ooh, SNL. Funny. We what up with Kang? What up with Kang? <laughs> Yo, let's get a uh, Keenan and Kang going on. I would love the idea that Kang, it was like in this universe, he was like, yeah, I can't wait to do what's up with that. And then Black Jeopardy for like five years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's up Quantum with that? awesome, quantum blossom. What up with that? What up with that? Um, he, uh, yeah, I want, like, this is something that bugs me is like casting directors in Hollywood seem to place this barrier between TV and film. And certain actors right. are allowed to be on film. Some actors are only yeah. allowed to be in TV. Like, who's the guy from The Good Place who plays uh, Nick in Good Place? We're that forgetting guy. everyone's name from The Good Place. Right. Today, <laughs> or not the good place. I meant to say, um, uh, uh, new girl, Jake Johnson. So, Jake uh, Johnson. Oh my God. the so perfect example. Jake Johnson is allowed to be in TV. He's not allowed to be in movies. They made it a new version of Jake Johnson named Oscar Isaac, who gets to be in movies. They're the same person. They have the same delivery. <laughs> they sound Isaac like they look alike. Johnson. I think Oscar Isaac. I think Oscar Isaac and Jake Johnson You're look exactly out of your alike. Mind. You no, are no, no, no. They are the same human do, being. I love them both. Are you thinking of the right person? Jake oh, Johnson. I, think I, I don't want to talk at all. Jake Johnson. <laughs> Let me look up. They Jake Johnson. Kind of similar. They look exactly no. the same. And they have the same comedic, they have the same comedic, comedic speed. But Jake Johnson, I guarantee you, he wakes up every day saying, F*** you, Oscar Isaac, because I can't be in movies because of you. <laughs> but hey, he's Spider-Man, so it's fine. They both get to voice characters in Spider-Man. One plays Miguel O'Hara, one plays uh, Peter B. Parker. Right? So, but he can voice characters, but he's not allowed to be in movies. Like that, you see now. Marvel TV has been the saving grace for a lot of these because uh, casting directors are like, all right, we can put TV actors in these things. So you get like Catherine Hahn, who gets to be with movie stars like uh, like Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. I don't know what the science is. I think they have weird little compasses where they measure people's facial uh, proportions, and they're like, yes, this can be projected in IMAX. So we're allowed to put their face. But if you put like Tom Cruise in a TV show, everyone's like, Ugh, his face is sandwiched and his teeth are misaligned. Like, I think there's like a weird science that tells casting directors that they can't put TV actors on big screens for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jake Johnson in Quantumania, I kind of hope he's in Quantumania. I mean, he's not confirmed for that at all, but I kind of hope he's secretly in it as um, the irredeemable Ant-Man, um, Eric O'Grady. I feel like oh. Jake Johnson would be so good That'd at that role. Fun. Of just like a really like irresponsible Ant Man, he's just like you know what I'm just using it to just you know do do whatever I want, you know, it's just really mm. really fun. Um, so that'd be really cool. I don't know, there's some weird fan casting, MT fan casting over here. MT fan cast, my favorite segment. I'm just kind of like spitballing for a second here, which I do all the time, especially late in these episodes of Inside Marvel. But I think, I think these uh, the MCU on Disney Plus benefits from having more TV actors. Because the difference between film actors, film actors are like, I want to know my character's beats, the full arc. I want to know where my character is going and how his story will end. So you bring in these film actors and then they're like, they're playing more subtle. They're thinking about the big picture of the character. Whereas then you get Katherine Hahn in here and she's a TV actress. She can do whatever. She's like, I'm just going to make the most of this moment and create a moment for the DP so that they can like shoot the shot. And then the editor's like, yeah, sure. Great. Like, t I think TV actors are better at like finding their mark, hitting their mark, delivering something with a clean, clear uh, take that seems a little wacky. And it isn't necessarily consistent with like the full arc of a character, but who the F cares? In the MCU, everything's like a TV episode because like it's just setting up the next thing. It's all about the cliffhanger. I think that's what a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but some people gripe about the MCU is that like it doesn't have this kind of like clear direction. It's just kind of going play by play. It's more tactics, less strategy. 
but I don't know. I'm enjoying the ride. I don't care. I think t- this is just a this is my argument to get more TV actors on screen and less of these beautiful model, weird box face, high cheekbone film actors. Yes, bro. I'm telling this, you, we what? should get Schmidt from New Girl to play um, Bob the Hydra agent in Deadpool three. I think that he would make a great Bob. Um, it'd be really fun. Either Schmidt or um, what's his face, the dude from Always Sunny. Uh, Mac from Charlie Always Sunny. Would, mm. uh, oh, oh, Mac, Mac from Always Ch- Sunny um, is like, good friends with Ryan Reynolds. I think you'd also make a good Bob from Hydra, who is Deadpool's friend in the comics. So I think it'd be really fun. Could you imagine for... those two together for the next three years? It well, would be so hilarious. In, and then you throw in Hugh Jackman. Jesus Christ. Who has been better for the MCU, Christian Bale or Katherine Hahn? Just ask yourself that question. Christian Bale, you Oscar nominated actor. He's an amazing actor. Did he do anything for the MCU as Gore the God Butcher? No! But Katherine Hahn, I want to see her in a million more things. I do too. Yo, co- hey, the Eric, Covenant okay. Chaos cast. I got that okay. Okay. <laughs> <sad. laughs> okay. I'm an ear of corn. We'll get it. I'm an ear of corn. Agatha Housewives. Shock me! He's a crazy person. He's a Looney Tune. Coven of Chaos. Uh, make it even worse, they just got Eric Andre and Sashir Zamata, who are genuinely good actors when they're not playing the craziest people on TV. And I'm like, you guys just keep getting comedic TV people. And they're very good. And I can't wait until this is the best thing that comes. They're serviceable. <laughs> the Coven of Chaos is probably going to be surprisingly funny. It's a lot so funnier fun. than we think. Uh, a Coven of Witches with Sashir Zamata. And Aubrey Plaza seems so fun. It seems That's like gonna be an amazing good, show. Such an SNL, such an SNL episode. <gasps> Keenan, <gasps> Keenan, my show. We up. found a way for him to get back in here. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Oh my god, where's the Keenan robot? We have a Kevin <laughs> robot. We need a Keenan robot <laughs> for SNL. We'll leave it there for this episode of Inside Marvel. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to watch Jessica's spoiler-free review of Black yes. Panther Wakanda Forever. She had such uh, an amazing take on this film, and I yes. highly recommend you watch it. It's now up on the channel. MT's explanation of the post credit scene will be up on the channel tomorrow, and then my uh, in-depth Easter egg breakdown will be up on the channel on Saturday. And the three of us are gonna spend a lot more time talking about this film on next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. You can follow me at EAVOS, follow Jessica at Lulu underscore Clemens, follow MT at Mastertainment, subscribe to Inside Marvel, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to New Rockstars. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace out.